Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Boston organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 to the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. to They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I am the Rit, and with me, I have a really special guest today, Mr. Joe Bradley, who is the VP of, or one of many VPs of the Woo Sox. Joe, how are you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, you've been with the Red Sox organization, you know, from the intern back in 2012 uh, till present day. So uh, tell everybody a little bit of, of, of how that the internship came about. Yeah. You know, I got my foot in the door in the Red Sox organization as a ballpark operations intern uh, back in 2012. Um, I was at Union College at the time and when I graduated in 2014, uh, they offered me a, a job back, and and um, I spent the 2014 and 2015 seasons uh, working on the community relations, player relations, uh, public affairs side of things. And uh, when Larry Lacino uh, stepped down as president of the Red Sox back in 2015 and uh, assembled an ownership group to uh, go ahead and buy the AAA club, uh, in Pawtucket, he asked a, you know, a few of us who were in Boston at the time to go down to Rhode Island and, and be a part of that transition. And, um, you know, we knew that uh, McCoy Stadium, which had been home of, of the Pawsox for, uh, you know, 50 years, um, was in a an old and, and aging ballpark. And so, you know, when we went down there, we knew that, um, you know, the franchise had kind of been on rough times for a couple of years and that we we're going to need to build a new ballpark. And uh, we did what we could. We did everything we could to, to try and keep the team uh, there in Rhode Island. But uh, I've, I've since stayed on and been a part of the, you know, transition to Worcester where we're entering, where we've entered year three at Polar Park. And uh, the community has just been amazing. Uh, coming off of a season last year um, in 2022, where we led uh, all the minor leagues, all 120 clubs uh, in paid attendance. Um, and so this this community has just been great. Um, we had a great uh, first couple of weeks uh, here at Polar Park, too, um, coming off a really nice weekend. Uh, you know, on Friday night, we we uh, we had our largest crowd tied tied for the largest crowd in, in Polar Park history. So we're we're off to a great start here in, in 2023. 
And um, again, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, uh, Ahmed. So what exactly, like how hard is it to be a triple A, like vice president, to be a triple A manager, GM, like the whole nine yards, because you got, you got guys that are coming and going at major leagues will. So it's kind of like you guys could be booking down there and then all of a sudden, okay. Uh, like for instance, Jaron Duran got called up today. So it's like, man, Jaron Duran was doing amazing. He had, you know, t- led the team in 10 walks. Uh, he, he was kind of like the fire for the Woo Sox there for a little bit. Now he gets called up and you're like, man, does, is it the next man up or how does that work for you guys? Yeah. And, and that's the cool part about coming to Woosax games. You know, you never know who you're going to get to see in Boston. You never know who's going to be uh, making an impact at Fenway next week or in a couple weeks, you know, uh, Jaron Duran started the season with us. He had a great attitude. And, and like you said, here he is on marathon Monday, uh, making an impact, uh, smoking that double off the wall today. So, you know, when we see stuff like that, that's just, that's just really great. Great to see. Um, you know, he, he did some suffering, did some stuff for us uh, in the community as well. Uh, but kind of behind the scenes, um, in the brief time he was with us, uh, he met with some, some local college students, uh, here in Worcester, you know, we, we got May is mental health awareness month. And so, we're, uh, you know, doing some things to, to talk about mental health. Jaron spoke to a group of about 30 or 40 students, um, along with a few of our players. Uh, and then boom, you know, here he is at, at Fenway today making an impact. So, you know, it's cool for for uh, for the Worcester community to be able to see guys go up and, and make an impact at, at, at Fenway. Yeah, and, and the Red Sox, this has probably been the probably most in-depth for quite some time uh minor league system that they've had because they've got people marcella meyer you know is, is ready uh, in a year or two uh rafaela he's gonna be ready to come up you know you guys got uh brian Mata down there uh i seen him when you guys played the rail riders and he just looked amazing i think it was last year so it was like you guys got a lot of guys just coming in but like you sit there and said you uh, you want them to be able to give back to the community and help out the community and help out with, with stuff. So Joe, uh, how do you figure out like who's the right fit to go and talk to uh, certain uh, things? Like you had Jaron Duran uh, talk. Yeah, well, we, we've been lucky. We've, we've been fortunate to have such a great group of guys here in Worcester. Um, and, and part of the reason why we're excited for, for year three here too, is because, uh, we're able to bring our guys out in the community so much more than we could during COVID, right? You know, mm-hmm. 2021, our first season, really anything that we wanted to, to do with these guys uh, was was completely virtual. Um, you know, last year we were able to do a little bit more things in person, um, but, you know, it was, it was still a little bit more regimented, still not fully what we were used to. Uh, in Pawtucket back in, in 2019, which is, you know, where we had our last full season and, and, you know, we could really bring guys out and about. So I think, you know, this, this year you're going to see our guys, um, you know, out and about in the community a, a little bit more. We were excited to get them out when we could last year, but there's really not as, not as much restrictions as, as we had. And so we've been able to do some cool things for our fans too. 
Um, you know, before every game, we form uh, a, a high five tunnel with kids and kids get to high five the players uh, as they take the field. Um, you know, just fostering some more player uh, and fan interaction during our pregame and ceremonies, just just little things that really mean a lot to folks, mean a lot to fans. Uh, we had a, a Venezuelan and Colombian celebration just last week. We have five Venezuelan players on our roster. Um, mm-hmm. and we have a couple Colombian players as, as well. So um, doing some little things like, you know, with our catcher, Ronaldo Hernandez, uh, who's Colombian, um, you know, bringing him out uh, and, and having him interact with the Colombian consul general who we had on hand. Uh, we also had Orlando Cabrera at Polar Park last week, who was the first base coach uh, on that Colombian uh, World Baseball Classic team. And so he knew some Colombian guys on our roster. So just bringing guys like that down to the field, seeing the energy, bringing some of that back has really been exciting and, and energizing for all of us in the front office. Yeah, and uh, I've been catching – I loved how MLB TV actually gave us free the MILB package. So I can actually see a lot more games now, which I really enjoy – because of the talent that we have coming up, but it also uh, to be able to look at some of the major league players, calibers t- uh, players like Alfaro that you guys have down there that he's just, he's just doing what he has to do, you know, to hopefully get that call up. And while he's down there, he can work with uh, Ronaldo, you know, in the, in the catching aspect and kind of be a positive influence in the locker room and in the community. Yeah, exactly right. You know, I think Alfaro's uh, an, another example of a guy who's come in with a great attitude. You know, I think he he of course was expecting to you know make that make that opening day roster with the Red Sox once he signed, but he's come in. He's been great. You know, Connor Wong uh, sort of earned that earned that roster spot. Wong was another guy mm-hmm. uh, who was who we saw plenty of um, last year, and and uh, Alfaro's just come in. He's had a great attitude, uh, and I think he's. Uh, someone who our our Woosox fans uh, are are really going to be able to enjoy it because you know he's played in the big leagues, coming over from San Diego, and uh, I think he's he's been a signing that um, you know our fans are are going to enjoy seeing in Worcester. Yeah. So, well, Joe, what exactly is a day like? You know, for you, like get, get, let us run through like what a whole day is for for Joe Bradley when he gets up and then he's on his way to the office. Yeah, you know, we're working in baseball. It's it's uh, it's tough to say that there's there's any typical day. You know, of course, um, during the season, the days look a lot different uh, than the off season. I think one one thing that's been exponentially different between you know Worcester and Pawtucket is just how frequently we activate our ballpark uh, in the off season. You know, McCoy Stadium was built on a swamp in 1942 so if we even attempted to host a, a football game in the outfield uh like we did like we've done twice now at, at polar park um you know that wouldn't that wouldn't have gone over well and so um i, I think one of the the big differences is how much we're we're able to host year-round events and really stay busy uh in the off season and and um you know even even when we don't have baseball going on I think all of us who, uh, you know, who are working in the front office here in Worcester still have a lot on our plate, but you know, now that, uh, the season's ramped up, it's, it, it's long nights, it's long weekends. Um, we're all used to it. Uh, but the, the community and how, uh, 
you know, how great the ballpark is and how great our fans are uh, really sort of keep us energized and keep us coming back to work every day. Yeah, a lot of people think that once the season's over, you, a, a lot of people are okay. We're it's it's done. Uh, you know, we'll catch you guys in February, March, and uh, but no, uh, like you said, uh, you got you guys capitalized. Even Fenway Park, they capitalized on concerts. Uh, you know, ice hockey's been at Fenway Park several times. You know, you guys have had football games there. So, uh, what do you guys do to to pull in stuff? Uh, during the off season to try to uh, catch your fans attention and get back to the community a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I think another great thing about Worcester too is um, it's got such a strong college community, nine colleges and in, in universities uh, right here in the city. They've been amazing to, to work with. Um, you know, I just mentioned that, that Holy cross football game, but um, we're, we're blessed and fortunate to, have so many great institutions in this city that want to host uh, year-round events at Polar Park. And uh, my colleague, Hannah Butler, uh, who runs all, all of our special events at the park, just does a phenomenal job with, with her staff on um, being nimble, being creative, um, trying new things uh, as well. We had a, a food truck and a craft beer festival. We've done wine festivals. Um, so, you know, we really do a good job of, of getting creative and, and, uh, you know, we we really built this place to um, to do just that, to to um, to host uh, events when the team's on the road and, and do things year round and really activate uh, the park uh, just as, as much as we as much as we can. So uh, part of your job is like player relations, uh, setting up stuff. Who is one of your most uh, asked uh, player alumni that you usually, you know, are always asked? to try to get to go to an event or something you're trying to set up. Yeah. Well, our, our current guys out of the current guys who we have on the roster, that, that's a no brainer. Ryan Fitzgerald, uh, a great utility player on the Woosocks. He's, he's won our, our community award. Uh, he, he won it last year. He's, he's definitely one of the most uh, popular guys on our team. No, no doubt about it. He uh, he's got his own merchandise line in the team store. He's just great with fans. He's great with kids, uh, does anything we ask of him. And so, uh, can't, can't say enough good things about Ryan Fitzgerald and, and, uh, yeah, the other, the other part of my job is, is, um, you know, going out and securing a lot of, um, the alums who you're going to see at Polar Park this season. We just had Orlando Cabrera, like I mentioned, uh, we've got Loomer Loney coming out, uh, on Thursday, the 27th, which is fittingly, uh, Framingham night. Uh, we've got Johnny Gomes coming out the week after that. Uh, we're, we're excited about some of the 2013 guys that we're bringing back this season. Uh, will Middlebrooks will be here in September. So to we're, we're trying to celebrate, you know, the, the 10 year anniversary of, of that 2013 team. You saw the great ceremony uh, that was held yeah. at Fenway over the weekend. That was just great. Um, you know, seeing Salty, Jake Peavy, those were a couple guys who, who joined us last year. Um, and so um, we've got a great lineup on on those Thursday nights. And, and that's uh, it, it's been a part of my job. But it, it's been a fun, fun part of my job. And it's it's really cool to bring a lot of these guys back who didn't necessarily, um, you know, get the chance to play in a first first class AAA facility like Polar Park is and seeing guys walk in and their eyes light up. It's it, it's really cool. And uh, it's fun to be able to talk to them about that stuff. 
Well, you mentioned the 10-year uh, anniversary of the 2013. Next year will be the 20-year anniversary of the 2004 uh, Red Sox. Is there any plans uh, you guys have or, or you could share a little bit that you might have set up for next year? Hey, well, I just mentioned Orlando Cabrera. You know, he lives in New Hampshire. I told him, hey, next year you got to you got to come back and uh, and do some stuff with us for for the 20 uh, the, the 2004 team. Um, but, you know, that's another cool thing about uh, and working with with uh, Charles Steinberg and, and Larry Lucchino, who were there uh, in, mm-hmm. in 2004. And, and Larry, along with you know Theo Epstein, was was really sort of the architect. Uh, of that team. And, and so getting the chance to work with, with these guys here in Worcester, uh, you know, I, I know for sure that they're going to have some, some great stuff uh, up their sleeves. And I can't wait to see what uh, collectively, you know, the players that, that we bring back. And, and uh, that was such a memorable, memorable year for, for all of new England. Everybody remembers where, where they were that day. And uh, you know, you bet we'll be doing some cool stuff at, at Polar Park to celebrate that. Uh, could could you imagine uh, being, you know, player relations and having Manny Ramirez on your team, you know, Manny being Manny, that would have been an experience and a job just by itself. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and Manny, you know, he, he was, uh, he had a kid who played for the Brockton rocks last summer, him, Pedro, uh, Keith folk. I think Keith folk's been on your, your show before, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, we had Keith Falk on uh, episode nine, and uh, w- we talked a little bit about that. And it was just, I-, I was reading it, and it was just amazing how many of the 2004, Pedro, uh, Folk, Manny's kid was on there. It was, just, it, was, it was an amazing, you know, just a second generation coming around. Yeah, yeah. Keith is another guy who we've been lucky to see plenty of uh, at, at Polar Park. Our fans have, have really enjoyed him. Uh, he came out to opening day uh, last year. He's, he's been out in, in both seasons and um, got to spend a little bit more time in the Boston area last last summer. He's you know he's an Arizona guy, but he he spent a good amount of, of time in the area uh, last summer because because of his his son who was playing for the Brockton Rocks, and so we we got to see a little bit more of Keith than than we normally do, and uh, and he's he's just great. So can't can't say enough good things about him and. And you brought up Manny. We would, of course, love to love to have Manny in, in Worcester. He's welcome anytime. And so we're, uh, I'll we'll get working on that and, and see what we can do. Oh man, I, I just I remember him when he came uh, came out through like he went into the Green Monster, then came back out. Like like it's just you don't even question it after so many times, just because it's just it's just Manny being Manny. So oh, yeah, yeah. My my favorite Manny play was when he made that over the shoulder catch, uh, high five some of the fans uh, in the outfield, and then and then threw it back in like it was it was nothing. That, that was definitely one of my my favorite Manny plays. Ah, uh, okay. Manny was in the majors. Can you sit there and give us an idea of somebody with the personality like Manny that you've uh, worked with on the Woo Sox or Paul Tuckett? You know, I'd say another great uh, Red Sox alum who we've gotten to see plenty of over the years uh, at our AAA parks has has been Oil Can Boyd. Uh, he's just got a great, great personality. He was on that 1986 uh, pennant winning team. 
um, and is just a, a great baseball man. He's got a great sense of humor. He's awesome with fans. He's kissing babies, hugging grandmas, you, you name it. He's, he's just the best when he, when he comes out uh, in a setting with fans. And, and uh, he actually came out to Polar Park uh, over the weekend, reached out last minute, said, Hey Joe, I'd like to, you know, come, come catch a game with some friends. And, and uh, he came out, we brought him down on the field. Of course he was teammates with uh, our hitting coach, Rich Gedman, uh, who was the catcher on that 1986 team. And so whenever you, you know, you get the chance to bring, bring guys back like that, it's always fun to, to see them interact with some of their former teammates and, and current guys. And cause you know, a lot of our current guys, sure. Some of them have no idea who oil can Boyd is, but a lot of them do. And, and, and they do get a kick out of, of, of seeing oil can. So I, I would say, you know, in my role out of the guys who, um, you know, I've sort of, gotten to know and, and get to deal with on a regular basis, uh, oil cans right up there as far as uh, great personalities and, and fun people to work with. Uh, this season, you guys opened up uh, the opening day ceremony. You had a really special guest, uh, David Ortiz. Uh, how was that? Because Big Poppy, he's like a legend wherever he goes. How was that uh, with the cr- uh, crowd going, the fan base, uh, with the whole opening day with him? It was fun. It, it, it was just really special. Um, and for those for those North High School uh, basketball players who had just won the state championship um, in Worcester, to to have them out on the field for the ceremony and for those kids to get to meet David Ortiz and take selfies with him and shake his hand, uh, you know that that's going to be a day for them that that they'll uh, never forget. And so, um, you know. I, Big Poppy was was gracious enough to uh, to stop by. Um, he even grabbed the mic and, and said a few few words to the crowd to uh, to fire him up before the game got underway. So that that was really fun too. Um, and then of course uh, we capped it off with uh, you know the legendary uh, Bob Cousy uh, of the Celtics, who who lives in Worcester, uh, is ninety four years old, I believe, but he's still. Uh, kick and he looks great um he's he's come to our opening days before so having ortiz and koozie i mean two living boston sports legends uh was just really special and um something our our fans who were there on opening day uh i know they'll never forget uh this weekend is really special in boston area marathon monday uh for everything that that happened you know uh what does it mean like for the Woo Sox being an affiliate, do you know how do they do? Do they do anything special like uh, like Fenway Park does in Boston? And if so, uh, please explain. Yeah, you know I mentioned how we we certainly want to bring back some of the 2013 players uh, this year, which we are. Uh, but if you were at Polar Park uh, over the weekend, we 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 did a moment of silence uh, on the 15th. Uh, just to uh, to pay tribute to uh, you know what took place and 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 those who we lost and so um, you know that was that was one thing that we did over the weekend but um, you know I think with former players you'll you'll see us uh, do some things throughout the year to to really celebrate that that 2013 team because it was uh, it meant so much to the city and you know seeing Middlebrooks on the air today 
on Nesson, uh, just hearing him, hearing him tell some of those stories while, uh, while they were in a rain a delay with, with Tom Karen and, and Jim Rice, you know, it just, it, it brought back a lot of, a lot of memories. Um, and, uh, so it was certainly, a um, you know, a, a sad day in, in Boston history and the, the Red Sox really played an instrumental role in, in helping heal the city and get the city through uh, a very challenging time. Yeah. That's one thing I've always said. Sports brings people closer together. And when that happened, the Red Sox, you know, brought the city of Boston closer together. You know, David Ortiz gave the, I have to say that has to be the greatest speech I've ever heard uh, when he went out there. And it, it was just amazing how not only did the city, but kind of like the whole state got behind the Red Sox uh, for that run in 2013. So uh, a, a little bit about the Woo Sox now. Uh, you, you guys used to switch up your schedules. It used to, you guys used to have like, a three-game series, you know, kind of like the majors, but now your guys' series are a little extended. Uh, how does that, you know, change your guys' uh, way of thinking and preparing now? Yeah, so when when Major League Baseball took over the minor leagues a, a, a few years ago, you know, they went from uh, 160 teams to 120 clubs. Um, and, and so, you know, things – things have just started to look a little bit different uh, at the AAA level than, than things looked like, you know, during my first year at the AAA level, which was back in, in 2016. Um, I, I think that some of the changes that they've made schedule wise, um, you know, our, our players uh, don't, you know, don't mind necessarily. It, it cuts down on, on some of the travel. They know that Mondays uh, are, are going to be off days for them. Um, and sure, you know, I think initially some guys sort of said, geez, you know, it can kind of get boring seeing the same, uh, the, you know, the same, the, the same team six days in a row, it, it can get a little, little bit redundant, but I, I think with, you know, the amount of constant roster movement that you see, uh, from AAA to Boston all the time, you know, we have so many guys, uh, Duran, who you just brought up at the beginning of the show, who, um, you know, will probably be up and down uh, constantly the, this season. Of course, we hope, hope we stays in Boston uh, for as long as possible. But you always have guys that are sort of, um, you know, constantly going up and down. And, and so um, when you have less travel, uh, it can actually make, you know, some of that constant roster movement go a little bit more smoothly. So, you know, I think I think we saw a little bit more mixed feedback from it in, in the first year. But I think now that guys have been getting used to it a little more, I, I think that they, they really don't mind it. Um, and, and our fans are, our fans don't either, you know, so um, it, it's, it, it's been a change that, uh, that has been welcomed in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy it more now because uh, for me instance, I live here in Pennsylvania when the Usos come down to play the rail riders before it was chopped up, you know, periodically. Now it's okay. Like, like I think it's the end of May. I think, I think you guys come. Yeah. 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 I know the rail riders are, 
are coming to town uh, just just next week. So maybe you can uh, you can sneak on the bus and, and join them, and we'll get you to Polar Park. Oh, I, I, don't tempt me. I got vacation time I can put in. But uh, <laughs> but I, I love it because I can sit there if I want. I can take my kids to you know, like four games out of six or, you know, three games out of five, where before it's, you know, it's hit or miss if I can make time. Uh, so I personally enjoy the, the longer stretch because I get to see, and, and you, and like you said, you never know, uh, Jaron Duran might be there, uh, on a Tuesday gets called up Wednesday, Bobby Dahlbeck comes back down. Uh, you know, you, so you never really know, uh, when or who's going to be there, especially on rehab assignments. Also, uh, I remember going to a game at the rail riders where the Woo Sox played. I think it was Paul Tuckett at the time when uh, Dustin Pedroia and Brock Holt were both in rehab assignment at the same time and getting to see them, you know, was a treat and a half. Couldn't get five feet near them, but uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was a treat and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That that's great. And we were, uh, we were lucky to see Pedroia and Pawtucket when he was, when he was with us for a little bit, another guy who the Red Sox brought out for that uh, 2013 ceremony, um, Brock Holt was another player who we just loved. Couldn't be nicer. He was the, he was the Jimmy fund co-captain did a, a ton of work with, with the Jimmy fund. Uh, and I believe ran the Boston marathon today. So, uh, great for Brock. Um, it was cool to see, uh, Zidane Chara, uh, mm-hmm. former Bruins captain run it, run it too. Um, and so this, this marathon Monday is always a, a really special day in, uh, in, in Boston sports. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. So, Joe, uh, one last thing I want to ask you before we let you go. Uh, you've been with the organization for quite a long time. What is your favorite memory being a part of this organization? You know, it's got to be got to be opening day uh, 2021 at, at Polar Park. You know, I I left uh, I left Boston after the 2015 season, like I mentioned, and, uh, you know, really just rolled up my sleeves along with so many other of my, my colleagues uh, to do what we could to, um, you know, build, build the new AAA ballpark um, and, and really, uh, you know, give a, give a jolt in the arm to the AAA franchise that had sort of fallen on, on tough times. And so to, you know, build a ballpark in the middle of the pandemic and, and finally see so much, uh, you know, of our hard work come to fruition, um, you know, that, that opening day in, in 2021 was, was certainly one that, uh, that I'll never forget. And, uh, and, you know, just, just thinking about where we are now, you know, I mentioned how we're coming off a season in 2022, uh, where we were right at the top of the league in, in paid attendance, uh, in all of minor league baseball, uh, it was just, was just been great. It's, it's been so gratifying for, uh, all of my colleagues to, uh, you know, think about, where we were when the franchise was, was uh, sort of falling on some tough times there and think about where we are now. And um, that opening day in, in 2021 uh, was, was something I'll, I'll certainly never forget. Yeah. So Joe, I want to thank you for uh, giving us some time and coming on. Uh, the floor is yours. I'm going to let you, any, you say any final words or where they can see you, get a hold of you, talk to you. Uh, the floor is yours. Hey, you bet. I, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, any Red Sox fans tuning in, we hope to see you uh, at Polar Park 
this season. We got uh, we got plenty of fun and a lot of action that you're going to want to see in, in Worcester this year. And uh, again, we appreciate your support and, and thanks for having me on. Hey, Joe, uh, any chance we can get you to come back on at a future time? Yeah. Hey, you guys know how to get a hold of me anytime. Happy to help. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. Uh, great episode. Uh, until you catch you guys next time, this is the Pesky Podcast.